Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online in under 24 hours. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivier. We come together weekly to share a powerful collection of supportive techniques for anxiety relief. Hey Ananga, welcome back to another week. Hey Shan. Always good to spend time with you, and I'm really grateful that we're talking about intrusive thoughts today. One of the questions that we're asked the most is how to work with unwanted thoughts, especially thoughts about health anxiety. But before we dive into the conversation, we want to share a special spring offering on two of our most popular courses for working with intrusive thoughts. For a limited time, you can get our first responder course for health anxiety and How to Calm Your Fragile Mind, both on sale until the end of March at 25% off with the coupon code FULLBLOOM. Learn more at anxietyslayer.com. Unwanted thoughts and worries that hook us are one of the biggest contributors to stress and anxiety. But the problem isn't the thoughts, is it? No, the problem is that we believe the thoughts. Although the thoughts are awful and they can come in with such intensity when we talk about intrusive thoughts it's helpful to pause for a moment and and look at that word and take it really literally you know intrusive think of an intruder a breaking in these thoughts come in so fast and furious into our minds it really is an invasion and it's a horrible experience but the problem isn't the thoughts it's that we believe them mhm And that's what causes us suffering. And creating space to respond to these thoughts means that we can redirect our attention and respond to fearful thoughts rather than being swept away by the fear that they might be true. That's the real suffering. If a friend says to you, I think you have this wrong with you, how do we respond? It depends on our resilience, uh, on how much authority we give that friend and how we're doing on the day. We can say, I I really don't think that's true and I don't think it's appropriate for you to say that. Or we can say, oh my God, what if you're right? And if we say, oh my God, what if you're right? That immediately sets off a fear response in our body. And it's an intense one. So that's the problem is when the thoughts come in and say, what if you've got this? What if you've got that? What if that's wrong? And then you'll conjure up a tale of somebody else that had it or however your mind rolls. It's different for all of us, but I think most of us can relate to that example. I can certainly relate to that when it comes to uh, the media and any coverage that they do on health. I generally don't watch the news anymore, but if I'm in the room and my husband is watching and they do any sort of health report, I leave. I don't want to hear it. 
I don't want to hear about COVID anymore, although I'm taking it very seriously. I don't want to hear about some special flu or something that's going to happen from a mosquito or a bird or any of it. I, I don't want to hear it because I'll turn it into something else and, and really chew on it when I don't want to. And even though I know better, I'll still do that because the media has this weight of authority. So why am I going to let that in? It's a good point. It is that weight of authority. And then when we credit a restless and turbulent mind with the potential for truth and authority, when really what it is, is anxious propaganda. If you read the history of warfare, there's a lot more that happens behind guns and fighting. There's leaflet dropping is a big part. Propaganda is a big part. Sure. The turning of minds. So anxiety and health anxiety, it's propaganda. It's turning our mind. Our mind is turning against us. And if we give it authority, we're going to suffer horribly. But if we can rise with our intelligence back at it and say, oh, that really got in. How can I respond to protect myself? Then we have a completely different experience with it. Otherwise, it becomes a a perpetual trigger, which is the next point to raise is that an anxious mind is like a broken record. And it keeps presenting us with the things we dread over and over again. And each time we respond with fear, we're re-traumatized. It's a very difficult kind of anxiety. So to handle those intrusive thoughts, we need to do two things. One is to calm that pushing intrusive energy of the mind that keeps replaying the thoughts and keeps presenting them for us in the first place. And train ourselves to be able to respond rather than reacting, which leads to escalating anxiety. And there are a variety of ways to do it. And that's what we'll be talking about. Let's begin by talking about how you can create space between stimulus and response. There's a a really good quote by Viktor Frankl, who is the author of Man's Search for Meaning, that encapsulates this quite well. He says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. That's just incredibly powerful and encapsulates this entire episode in one quote. Yeah, it's a a life-changing quote. And very often when we're suffering with intense anxiety, we have trouble accepting alternate authority because our mind has us in a headlock. It's, It's got us. So Viktor Frankl for me is an incredible teacher because for listeners who may not have come across him, I highly recommend looking him up, but he's a survivor of concentration camps in the Second World War and a very amazing teacher on the nature of the mind. He developed a whole kind of therapy called logotherapy and his teachings are about the importance of meaning, having meaning and purpose in our life and how he observed that to be the driving force between survival and not in the most hellish situations. So my mind responds well to learning from people who've been through really harrowing, intense adversity. And I think, well, if it works for them, then that's a new form of authority for me to follow. Right. Viktor Frankl is definitely for me somebody to learn from. And what usually happens with unwanted thoughts is that we go straight from stimulus to fear. You know, do not pass go, do not collect $200, just, you know, write <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stimulus to fear. And there's no space 
and there's no response and the thought pushes into our mind and we come, we become instantly fearful and we react to that fear. Yeah. To feel less at the mercy of our thoughts, we really need to build the space and learn how to respond differently. And another thought leader and physician and author, Australian physician Claire Weeks, was a great teacher of how to do this with anxious thoughts. She recommended floating with anxious thoughts as a form of non-resistance and describes how we usually try to control our fear while also subjecting ourselves to constant self-analysis. Man, I can relate to that. Isn't that an amazing statement that's from one of her books? Yeah. That we're trying to fight it, we're trying to control it, and at the same time, chewing ourselves over. What an awful situation to be in. But that's what we default to. That's what the unattended mind defaults to. So there's the stimulus, the the unwanted thought, and then whack, we're straight in the fear. And then we're thinking, I should be coping better with this, and I know it doesn't make sense, but I'm terrified. And we've just got this conflict running in us. And we have to do some work to get that back in balance. The good news is the work is absolutely doable. But it needs support. This is a situation that needs support because it's life-altering and very difficult to live with. And anyone listening, and, and including you and I, Ananga, we, we desperately want intrusive thoughts to stop, <laughs> especially yeah. ones that threaten our well-being, like health anxiety. And in an anxious effort to control and meet the fear, what do we do sometimes? We start Googling or body checking, or we have awful thoughts that there's something terribly wrong. And all of these anxious reactions are treating the thought as if it's true. And this is why we often ask you to please don't Google your symptoms. Please try and and stay away from that because, oh my goodness, a hangnail could produce 49 different things that would make you worry that you're going to have to cut your finger off. You know, this is, this is <laughs> not helpful. And one of the things that we love about Claire is that she recommends that we practice floating with our thoughts, let them wash over us and fade away. And if you listen to any guided meditations or any of our guided relaxations, we'll talk about how you can watch the clouds or think about each thought as a cloud that floats away instead of letting it stick you. <laughs> that's a really good example, letting it stick you, because that's what it does. It, you know, in the Buddhist psychology, they have that concept that you and I have talked about, Shan Shenpa, where we're hooked. Shenpa, yes. It just, it's got you, you're hooked. And we, we have to know how to work with that if we want to feel peace. So yeah, those thoughts, they impale us, they stick us. They do. We can learn to be more resilient in the face of those thoughts and to let them float by. And it's really freeing and quite a wonderful experience when you know how to do that. It's a very peaceful mind that knows how to do that. Right, because it's in the resisting and fighting when anxiety wins. We become exhausted, increasingly worried, and then when the thought breaks through again, we feel, feel even more fear in response, and then that fear feeds it, and then that thought comes around again with even more energy, and we become even more anxious, and it's this vicious cycle. 
If you want to learn more about Claire Weeks, her books are available on Amazon, and she has one popular title called Hope and Help for Your Nerves. And several members of our Facebook group have found her book extremely helpful. So again, that's Claire Weeks, and you spell her last name W-E-E-K-E-S. You can find her books on Amazon. So let's talk a little bit more about supported floating. Well, floating is a wonderful concept that Claire Weeks teaches. And when I'm working with clients, I recommend supported floating, which means adding a simple calming practice in response to unwanted anxious thoughts, especially where there's health anxiety, because anxiety about our health can break through in a way that's very difficult to endure. And it's very challenging to float with. When we add a single, simple tapping point with that, then we're assisting ourselves in feeling calm while we're being with that thought. So the point I recommend for that is the collarbone point in the EFT tapping sequence, which you can find on our website, uh, anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. You can find a diagram of the points there. The collarbone point is on the kidney meridian in Chinese medicine. It's called K27, and it's a point that's known to directly calm fear. If there's an area in our body that we're worried about, what tends to happen is we go to to feel that area, we'll go to check it, the hands just go there. Oh my God, what if there's something wrong here? It's a really helpful practice to redirect your hands somewhere that's going to help you feel calm. So anytime you have that anxiety, with health, where you want to check something, it's a great practice to just bunch your fingertips together and just start tapping both hands, both sides on that collarbone point and taking steady breaths. If you're really anxious, I recommend walking, pacing while you do it. Sometimes we have that anxiety that will just hurl us out of bed or out the bathroom or out of our chair, wherever we are, that real intense health anxiety. So too, not fight the thoughts, not Google the thoughts, not go into what if, all the things that could go wrong to just take a breath and then take a long breath out and start tapping on those collarbone points. Pace if you need to, get up and move if you need to, so that you're not nailed and held by the anxiety. And just pace and tap and breathe while tapping those points. For two or three minutes, and you'll feel the anxiety start to come down. So that gives us that space. And that's a way of responding instead of reacting. And the more we practice it, the more we'll trust it, because you'll feel it will help you feel more calm. So then you go and do it again and again. And if you forget sometimes, that's okay. When you notice you forget, that's a form of remembering. So just do it again. Do it the next time. Just get really familiar with those points. Tapping those points taking a long breath out. And you can also use that if you get triggered by the media. You know, Shan, you mentioned leaving the room because you don't want to overhear what others are watching on the news. That's the time I've been most affected by the news sometimes in my life is when I'm trying to keep away from it and I'll overhear somebody else watching it. My father-in-law always had the news on. And sometimes I'd hear something and think, oh, wish I hadn't heard that. Mm-hmm. If we get triggered as we walk away, we tap these points, collarbone points, tap and breathe, tap and breathe, and it just takes the anxiety down immediately. I recently invested in a pair of noise-canceling headphones, 
a really good pair, over the ear pair, not not the in the ear pair. And so it's allowed me not to ask my husband to change his habits and continue to do whatever it is I want to do without being subjected to it. I pretty much don't want to hear the news at all. And if anything important is coming up, I'm going to learn about it. I don't have to take that in each day. So I really do practice what I preach with that. And these noise-canceling headphones help me do that because then I can be, it might be in the kitchen or in the laundry or somewhere nearby, and I don't have to hear anything. I don't even have to hear my mouthy Himalayan cat meowing at me if I don't, <laughs> if, you know, if I've had too much of that. I put them on, listen to a class or guided meditation or music or whatever it is that I want to. and then. It's just another, I guess, just another example of how we can make choices to care for ourselves when we're in environments where other people are doing things that we don't want to participate in or overhear. Absolutely. And the anxious mind, when it's provoked, will really expect things to be adjusted Mm -hmm. to our comfort. That's an area where we really can take control. The more we can exercise that power of choice and making sure that our ears are protected from things that disturb us and bringing interest into our ears, bringing uplifting music in or educational material or an audio book, whatever it is we choose to have, it's a really effective way to protect the mind and keep the mind engaged. The more we can engage the mind in good things to listen to, uplifting things to listen to, the more it will leave us alone because it will have other things to think about. So it's, it's occupational therapy and it's very effective. It really is. And another approach uh, is to reduce the pushing energy in the mind that's provoking the thoughts. And after the break, we'll discuss this a bit more and uh, talk about how to calm your restless and fragile mind. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? There have been a few times in my life where I've needed some extra support and wish I had an option for online support. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. To be clear, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online, and their services available for clients worldwide. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to leave your home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling, and financial aid is available. You can start living a happier life today. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Let's talk about how we can calm our restless and fragile mind. At the beginning of our conversation, we were talking about the word intrusive Mm. and thinking of an intruder and somebody that's breaking in. So around our home, we will put things in place that reduce the likelihood of that happening, things that help us feel safe. We might have security lights, we might have a burglar alarm, we might have a dog. Whatever we decide helps protect us from intrusion we'll put those measures in place. And that's what we need to do for our mind. So as we already discussed, protecting ourselves from the media, from Googling things that are going to cause us 
disturbance. Unwanted thoughts arise when the mind is churned up and when it's restless, so to work with the intrusive mind and intrusive thoughts, the more we can do to help calm and ground the mind, the less it's going to churn up and push those anxious thoughts forward. And the wisdom teachings behind Ayurveda explain that our mind can be our best friend or our worst enemy, but left unattended, it tends to be our enemy. Yeah, and I take this really literally. This is a teaching from the Bhagavad Gita that teaches our mind can be our best friend or our worst enemy. And Ayurveda also teaches that our our mind is easily disturbed, which is why we refer to the fragile mind. It's not meant to be derogatory. It's the mind is easily disturbed. It is fragile in nature. It's easily provoked. And when it gets stirred up, it really isn't our friend. And again, looking at it literally, worst enemy. The worst enemy to me is somebody that has psychological power. Somebody that really knows where we feel weak or lacking or where we feel fearful and can play on those areas. And of course, our own mind can do that perfectly. So if we tend to be anxious about our health, the untamed mind will deliver our precise fears to us again and again. It'll do it in our quiet moments, in the moments when we think we're okay. It'll do it in the bathroom. It'll break through when we're sleeping. And it causes us terrible suffering. But we're not powerless. We can work with it. We can make changes and choices that help tame the mind and and bring that provocative energy down, that restless energy down. And then it doesn't break through so much. And we can work to balance the mind. And for me, this is the key teaching of Ayurveda and Ayurvedic psychology. That's where I really love Ayurveda the most is that it teaches us, look, this is the nature of the mind. So if you're suffering, you're not weak, you're not flawed, you're not broken. We all have a mind that has this propensity to throw up horrible thoughts and sometimes horrible images and to be very energized with that and very intrusive. We all have that propensity in our mind and we all have the ability to work with it, to change our choices and to get support. The first step is to start actively reducing anything that gives power to an anxious mind. Just like we were speaking about a few minutes ago, the media, social media, anything that's coming through that way, caffeine, disturbing dramas, movies, anything that's dark, anything that makes you feel low, anything that scares you, anything that delivers that propaganda, those flyers coming down, that was such a a great way to visualize how this sometimes happens. Start reducing that stuff. I promise you it'll make a difference. And then after that, the next step is to practice a calming activity every single day. Just pick something that appeals to you and do it every day for for 10 or 20 minutes. What are some examples that that you like to use, Ananga? Guided tapping practice, tapping along with somebody that can support you and and show you how to make tapping work, how to get good results from tapping, um, which you can find on our website or our Patreon page. We have many sessions. Tapping is so powerful. When we're anxious, we don't want to learn something new or we worry we're not doing it right or we don't trust it yet. So 
get a session, download it and tap along and just try it. See if it works for you. Like trying a new food, just try it out and, and let it do its thing for you. A mindful walking is so powerful. Counting your steps as you walk, um, engaging your senses. What can you see? What can you hear? I'm reading an amazing book at the moment called Bird Therapy about a young man who was suffering intensely with his mind and found healing and watching birds walking through marshes with his granddad and getting really involved in what he could see and hear. It's a wonderful book. I recommend it. So those things, grounding, mindful, peaceful. And for many of us, we're experiencing springtime and we're starting to hear the birds and we're starting to see evidence of the the first flowers and, and things coming through and getting out in that is so helpful. It's such a contribution to a healthy mind. Make sure you're getting out as much as you possibly can. And also guided meditations and relaxations are so incredibly helpful. We, of course, have a number of them, a number of albums that we've created, but you can find so many different options online as well. And a guided meditation will just take you to this lovely place, nothing to do, nowhere to go, just to to sit or lie down and relax and listen. And then, of course, yoga and Qigong. Both Ananga and I practice Qigong on a regular basis. I have a a yoga practice as well, but I've been really moved by Qigong recently and enjoy it so much. It's very calming, very relaxing. Mind, body, soul candy (laughs) is how it feels for me. So I'm really enjoying that practice as well. And that can be done sitting down or standing up. And it's not a real rigorous activity. It's a calming activity. Yeah. And it really helps us be with ourselves because when we're anxious, we become our own trigger. And when we have health anxiety, then we can very quickly develop self-aversion where we might find areas of our body to be real potentially hazardous. And that's a strange place to live. So Qigong can help us make peace with our body and bring more flow and release into the body while simultaneously calming anxiety. So you could look up an anxiety calming Qigong practice. There's a few on YouTube which are really good. And if you can find one that incorporates some tapping or patting on the body, then that's working in exactly the same way as EFT tapping, releasing stagnation from the meridians in the body. And when we do that, we release fear also. So you can find something to do that's really working with that energy of fear and bring that down. And the more we do that, the less the fear will break through. And then we will also know how to respond to it. We'll have that space that we spoke about earlier. And then we can learn how to respond rather than react. So I really encourage you to try the collarbone tapping, try some qigong, try something that brings you peace. If those don't appeal to you, find something else and then come on the private Facebook group and share. Hey, I'm trying this and this is helping me. Then you'll be helping others. And helping others is the best remedy for anxiety because it takes us out of that pretzel, painful thinking. And no matter what you're thinking right now, you can slay your intrusive thoughts. Just try any of these practices that we recommended today. Just get started. 
And thank you so much for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We're grateful that you come back week after week. And please remember, we do have an Anxiety Slayer spring self-care sale going on now. We want to help you spring into full bloom by offering 25% off our most popular online courses. Simply use the coupon code FULLBLOOM when you check out. Learn more at anxietyslayer.com.